My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Welcome to the Low Cash Classics Podcast. One day I'll have a car that badass. I'll be chirping gears and pulling Brody's going, oh, oh, oh. She had the smell of a brand new car. That's just about the finest smell in the world. Except maybe for put- <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. What's going on? Welcome to this episode of the Low Cash Classics Podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Kahuna. And today we'll be talking about our very first cars, which happen to be right here in front of us. We're very lucky. We're very lucky to own our first yes, cars. Yes, they are yeah. very cool first cars. Yeah. So, I never drove my first car. I've never drove this car. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to pull you around and yeah, yeah, get yeah. the steering wheel hooked up. <laughs> so... You want to talk a little bit about your car? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I was 13 when I got this. It's a 66 Plymouth Barracuda. Uh, my dad bought it as like a project for a father-son project. And uh, when we first got it, it was a running vehicle. Didn't have exhaust. I mean, it wasn't street worthy. And it was all in primer. Uh, I remember coming home after school and me and my brother would run out to the garage and we'd show off our friends and we started with the screwdriver because didn't have ignition in it or nothing and uh just had open headers well it didn't even have headers just had high flow exhaust manifolds and we would uh we'd rev it up and man it was loud and we thought it was the coolest thing in the world being like i was 13 so we just thought we were badasses you know being able to hot wire a car you know and be like rip out rip out so, did you drive your car? I did before? eventually, yes. Uh, I didn't. I haven't drove it a lot. My dad, once I was in high school, you know, I couldn't afford to restore a car, so he kind of took it over and he just kind of did backyard restoration. And he got it. It was looking better than it is right now, but he drove it around to a bunch of car shows back in the. I think 2001 is when he was driving it around in car shows. He did that for probably three or four years with it maybe a little longer and then uh eventually i was able to buy a 67 chrysler 300 and i uh i drove that car around the car shows and dad would drive the barracuda and he really always liked the 300 so eventually i traded cars with him and i got the car and i got to drive it for a while but always had problems with the I think the drive shaft's out of balance or something in the drivetrain it would vibrate real bad so i didn't get to drive it a whole lot but it was fun and then i went ahead and bought the disc brake front conversion and uh i tore it all out i took the tra- the engine out and uh it just kind of some that's where it's at right now <laughs> i got big plans and small money yeah. but uh eventually i want to get it all the way through the restoration i think i'm just gonna have to start from the basement and fix all the little rust issues that are popping up it needs quarter panels really bad and you know back then they didn't make anything for these cars and my dad he was he was okay body guy he was definitely not like you know career body guy so he did the best he could and 
I learned a lot. I mean, I learned a whole lot on this car. And I think, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for this car. Oh, it's super cool. And I thought it was cool when we got this car. We lived in Virginia Beach, or Norfolk, Virginia. The car came from Virginia Beach. And uh, the car was actually made in St. Louis, which is about an hour north of here. So I think it's cool to kind of cool. come home to roost. Yeah, that's be cool awesome. to drive it up there to wherever that place was and oh, yeah, get awesome. a picture of it nice. well, how about you so this is my 1970 dodge coronet 500 um so this was actually also my dad's first car so this car was uh given to my dad for his 16th birthday for my grandpa um he owned a salvage yard down in texas i think it came into the salvage yard and he may have painted it or something then gave it to my dad for his 16th birthday and then my dad drove it for a little while and i think he loaned it to a brother or a cousin and then it got wrecked and then it just got parked forever in my grandma's backyard in texas and then for my 15th birthday my grandma showed up with this thing on a trailer for me <laughs> for my 15th birthday uh and i was so excited about it it's funny because i say i never knew what my dream car was until i owned it and like whenever they showed up with i was like that is the coolest fucking car ever. <laughs> so I was like instantly in love with it. Um, I went through like two weeks it took me. I had no idea what I was doing. Like I was never really, I was into cars and stuff, but I was never really a car guy until I got my driver's license and actually started driving and stuff like that. So once I got the car, I went through and I stripped the whole thing down. I talked to my dad. I was like, what do we need to do? He's like, we need to take the whole car apart first thing. So I spent like two weeks, I stripped the whole car. Like I'm talking like the heads and everything. I pulled all the valves out of the heads. Like I stripped <laughs> this thing as far as I could possibly go. And I mean, there were many nights where like I'd fall asleep in it in the garage and stuff, taking it apart. Took me about two weeks, got the whole thing stripped down. And then I was like, all right, now what? And then I realized we were poor and we had no money. <laughs> and I was like, well, fuck. So the car got moved around. It got pushed outside the garage and it sat outside our house forever and guys would stop by like on a weekly basis and be like, I didn't have the front bumpers on it and I didn't have the hood on it. And people would stop by and be like, you wanna sell that Roadrunner or you wanna sell that Charger? And I was always like, first off, it's a Coronet and no, I do not wanna sell it. Like, I was like, let me school you first, Eddie. <laughs> so, uh, then from there, let's see, dude, this car's been moved around. Like I've hauled this car around to more places. So from that house, it went out to one of my mom and dad's friend's shop and it lived there for years. And then from there, I moved it out to my grandma's house. And this was all being moved with like nothing done. It still had the glass and everything in it. Um, but other than that, like the car was completely disassembled, but it got moved out to my grandma's house for a little while. And then I lived in an apartment and I moved it to that apartment and I would work at it in the parking lot of that apartment. And all the neighbors hated me, but the landlord was like, that's a cool fucking car. So he was cool with it. Never said anything. And then I moved out way out in the country and I moved it out there. And then when I moved from there, I moved it to my buddy's shop. And once it was in that shop, I had a, uh, I had bought a four door parts car that had a good running 318 in it. So I pulled that engine out and I moved this car and the four door to that other shop, pulled the engine out, dropped it in this one, never finished hooking everything up. And then I just kind of let it sit for a long time. Uh, I did 
half-ass put floor pans in it, not the correct way, because like I said, I had no fucking idea what I was doing. Um, so I started putting floor pans in it. I put the 318 in it. Um, I bought a 383 for it that I have in the storage shed that I never did anything with. Um, I, I bought a bunch of parts. So I, I found a guy in South Carolina that had the front bumpers, uh, both fenders, a hood, basically the whole front half of a car. And I got it dirt cheap. I bought it for like 600 bucks. I had to drive to South Carolina. Drove out there, me and my buddy Jason, in a minivan, like a Dodge Caravan. Came back with half of a Coronet in a minivan. Uh, and I got all those parts, and then we took it to our shop in Farmington, where we kind of right. messed around with a little bit. Like, oh, we sanded the door down there, pulled the windshield out of it. I think I pulled it. Or, no, the windshield might have already been out. Yeah. Um, but I messed with it a little bit there at that shop. And then when we moved to this shop, you were like, hey, let's stick the front bumpers on. Just see what it looks yeah, like. put it together. I haven't had bumpers on this car since, like, 2002 mm. or something like Damn. that. Yeah. So... Put the bumpers on it here. It's got new tires on it. I'm, I kind of work backwards. I'm kind of like fucking Arnie. Arnie, Arnie. yeah. <laughs> I was like shitty fucking car, brand new tire. Oh yeah, you rolling? <laughs> really, that was the issue. I was tired of fucking airing up tires every time I started fucking with it. So uh, I bought a set of uh, wheels off of my buddy Ricky. Uh, went and had my cousin put new tires on it. Mounted it up, and I'll just sit there and look at it. I was like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I'd sit in this car, whatever had seats in it, I would just sit in it and be like, fuck yeah, this is going to be the coolest car <laughs> ever. And then here it sits in all its glory. The nice thing is, it is from Texas. Uh, the car was built in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, it doesn't have a lot of rust on it. There's a spot around the back glass just because it had a vinyl top on it. Um, other than that, not a lot of rust. I've been lucky. Um, it had one spot in the passenger side floorboard that had a hole, and then it had the driver's side had a hole that had already been patched, but it was patched with, like, old road signs. Right. Um, so I got all that out, but, I mean, the car just sits here. I kind of feel bad. I'm kind of ashamed to show you guys this. Because yeah. <laughs> it's such a cool car. You see the coolest part of it. Yeah. But uh, at this point, like I said, I bought a bunch of parts. I've got, like, carpet kit, headliner. I've got, like, three hoods. Three sets of bumpers, four or five fenders. I've got almost enough parts to build two. <laughs> Just need another body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a station wagon body. That's oh what really gosh, I want station wagons. If I, I found a 70 Coronet station wagon in Oklahoma one time, just sitting on the side of the road with a for sale sign, and I regretted not stopping ever since I saw it. I got to a point where I was like, I just want like one of every model coordinate. I was like, it would just be the coolest. Be cool. Like I said, I, I, this kind of became my dream car after I got it, so, and I'm kind of sad that it just sits here now. Well, like how you were saying how this kind of became your dream car. Mine's always been a 69 Dodge Charger, which I did own one at one point, but I mean, this one is, it's definitely a car that not a lot of people appreciate because mm -hmm. it's like the early Barracudas, yeah. even though it's the second iteration of this, it's a different front clip, uh, different tail lights. Uh, I just, I just like the way the car looks. I guess it's just been with me for so long oh, yeah. that uh, I just fell in love with it. 
I want to make it into like a uh, Sox and Martin oh, yeah. drag car clone. Yeah. So it's going to have the big gold craggers in the back and be raked real big. And then, uh, you know, I, w I want to keep it full interior. Mm -hmm. And I haven't decided engine-wise, but it was a, when we built the car, it had a 360 and my dad built the 360. And then it had issues. And then when I got the car, I rebuilt the 360, but it had the engine shop put bad cam bearings in it. So it didn't have any oil pressure. So I had a good 318 in one of my dusters. I took that out, put it in here, and uh, it ran good, but like I said, it had that vibration in the drivetrain, so I never really could drive it very much. And I, uh, like, if you looked under the hood, it'd be like a, a Jeep, some, I don't remember the name of the color, but it's a bright Jeep green oh, color. Oh, yeah. That I was going to paint the whole car green and black and kind of make a pro touring look. Yeah. But I've since then decided against that, but I don't know. It's got a pretty nice interior still, but yeah. I just, I'm going to do it right this uh, time and like. See, that's the difference between you and I. So, Kahuna wants to do all his shit right. I just want to get my shit running. I don't even fucking care if it's right. I just want to be able to enjoy it. At this well, it's probably because I come from, like, my dad was mechanically inclined. So, we always had old cars that we'd drive. And, like, I've drove bunches of old cars, you know. And I know you had your truck. And yeah. as much as you love that, just imagine yeah. how cool it was going to be to so drive something like this. So, I had a... I had a 66 Coronet that I drove for like three or four months. Oh God, I love that car. Just floated down the road. It had the thin right. steering wheel. And I mean, I had, so what I would do, I had it in a storage shed and it was never, I never had it legal by any stretch of the imagination. I don't even think I ever even put the car in my name. Um, but what I would do is I would take the license plates off my daily driver Honda Civic that I had, and then I would take my Civic and I would park it in the storage shed, and I'd put my plates on that Coronet, and I'd just fucking drive that thing everywhere. And then at the end of the day, I'd drive back over to the storage shed, put the Coronet in, take the plates off, put back on the shed. <laughs> and I was just constantly, and I loved that car so much, and it was that car I bought for like 500 bucks. Um, it was a four-door, the lady I got it from had, she was mowing and she threw a rock through the back glass and she called me one day, she's like, I've got this old Dodge, she's like, I don't know a lot about it, my grandpa bought it new, I inherited it when he passed away, I'm going to scrap it, if you want it, I'll sell it to you cheap, and I was like, well, like, how cheap, and she's like, $400, and I was like, alright, deal, so I go over, and I take, uh, I take a gas jug and I just cut the fuel line. I stick it down in the gas jug. I put a battery in. I started it up and drove it up on the trailer. And she's like, it runs? And it had the wide block 318 <laughs> in it. And I was like, man, this is cool. And I took it to our shop. I put a fuel tank in it. I put a new back glass in it. New tires and wheels all the way around. Uh, messed with the brakes a little bit. And then I just started cruising that thing, and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. So I think driving a classic car is just like, there's something about it. Like, you feel, oh yeah, you just feel more connected right. with the car than what you do modern it's cars. It definitely becomes an extension of your personality, yeah. I think. Yeah. But I'm hoping to one day, like I said, I've kind of pieced a bunch of this together just buying parts over the years. and. The car's only going up in value, and this is one that I will never sell. 
Yeah. Like this is the one car that a hundred percent I would never sell. Right, I think both of these are cars yeah. I don't think will ever go anywhere. Yeah. Just maybe yeah. hand it through the family eventually. Well, and that's what even my kids were like, "Can I have your coronet?" I was like, "Fuck no, that's my car. <laughs> Find your own car." <laughs> <laughs> but no, I do. I absolutely love this car, and like I said, it's kind of a shame that I've never done more with it. But I am kind of to a point in my life where I see. I see eventually getting to it here in the near future. That's funny because I had my 440 out of my truck. Oh, that was tempting, man. <laughs> I was like, I can just drop that right in there. That'll <laughs> fit. Let me get that measure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every time I was a little frustrated with my truck, I was like, fuck this truck. I'll put that engine in my coronet. <laughs> so. Yeah. The bad thing is, I got like the parts. And I go back and forth. I'm like, I could just slap this front end back together, just throw an engine oh, back yeah. in it, and fix the vibration, and just kind of drive it and do little stuff to it. But it's like that's what I tell him to do all the time. Ah, I was like, I just hate to not yeah fix things I see wrong. He has, he's got like OCD when it comes to classic cars. He's like, I can't put a dirty part on a clean part. <laughs> Or vice versa. <laughs> well, it's, it's going to take a lot of money, too, so that yeah, might yeah. happen. It just depends. Yeah. And see, that's where I'm to the point where I want to get my car running as cheap as possible and just enjoy it and then work on it a little as I go. You ever have the moments where you're like, if I just sell all my other projects, take all that money, and just focus it in this one car, I got a really okay. cool car. So... I said I've sold, I've got an 86 D100 with a 440 in it. I've sold it twice with those exact intentions. I was like, I'm gonna sell this fucking truck, I'm gonna put all the money into my coronet, and I'm gonna have a badass car. And then I sold the truck, used the money to pay bills, and then had nothing. And I was like, fuck, this sucks. <laughs> so then I bought the truck back, and now I've put way more work into the truck than I've ever put into this. Yeah, it's cool. It's, uh, I mean, like you said, it's fortunate that we've got to have these kind of cars as our first cars. And it's really like, <coughs> I think it's really <coughs> spawned where we are now in life. Like, we both work in that restoration shop oh, yeah. where we see old cars. And unfortunately, they're all shitties. But I mean, everyone's <laughs> got their, their thing. Yeah. I mean, they're cool. They're just, you know, we'd like to see a few more Mopars yeah, run yeah. through the shop. We did that. We had that road runner come through. We've had a handful. Yeah, it's just been few. It was pretty cool. It's not. They've all been small jobs. Yeah. You know, it's not like a full, yeah. on, full blown resto. That's the bad thing about working in a shop that does build a lot of GM stuff. I'm like, damn, this GM stuff sure is cheap. I'll drop an LS engine in this Corvette, and I'm like, oh, what did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, I don't think I could ever do that. A Hemi, though, got that. So I always, we've got, I've got a Durango here at the 5.7, and it's actually, I've got, I want the engine for another truck that I have, but I was like, I could put the 440 in the Coronet, and I could put the 5.7 in the old Dodge, and I'm like, I'm never going to do any of that. Yeah. So one of these days, one of these days, this thing will, will run and drive. I drove the four-door around with this engine in it, but then I left it set for too long. Now the lock slam up. Yeah, so I got a bunch of transmission fluid sitting in it right now. <laughs> Come on! So, 
are cool, cool cars for a first car. So, and the thing is, these cars, they're only harder and harder to find. Right. So the fact that, so I've had mine now for, oh God, I don't even want to say 22 years I've had this car. You know what's crazy? I just thought about, they're both one year only body styles. Oh yeah, yeah. So like no other, that's, it's so hard to find parts for yeah. them. And they're so freaking expensive yeah. because this is only 70 Cornet. I mean, you got the Super B, the Cornet, yeah. the station wagons. Yeah. And this is, you can use the Valiant, some of the Valiant oh, parts on yeah. this from 66, yeah. but it's a completely different car. Yeah, this is yeah. a fastback, Valiant's yeah. are notched. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and that's where too, so the, the Cornet and Super B fenders are what they use on the uh, Daytonas. Daytonas. Uh, so then like, parts for these have only become hard to find, but now they do reproduce the fenders. Yeah, if any of you guys are into Mopars and you go looking for parts, like when a turn signal, it's like, Hemi Roadrunner turn <laughs> oh, yeah. signal. Like, it's a turn signal. Exactly. What difference Hemi Roadrunner turn signal, $10,000. Could come out flat six car, I don't care. I just want the turn signal. Uh, but yeah, they're cool cars, so we're lucky. These are basically the cars that made us the car guys that we are. That's true. It's funny how we just kind of ran into each other. Oh yeah. Yep. We got other cars we probably do videos on too. Oh yeah, we got your your kit car in the background there. You guys might be able to see that. That's pretty yeah. cool too. So big yellow cheese wedge back there. Yeah. But yeah, keep an eye out. We'll do some more videos of all our projects. And then as we actually start working on stuff through the winter, we'll make some cool videos of all that. So be sure to hit the subscribe button and uh, See you next go check time. us out on Facebook.